You are listening to Church Talk with Isaac. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode. Uh, again, my name's Isaac, and uh, I want to begin this episode by reading one of our reviews from one of our listeners. Uh, and this one is from Mr. GQ Smooth. Uh, it says uh, it opens up great content and it says, I am definitely not shocked by this amazing content that Apostle Isaac has put out. He's definitely a trusted and respected voice in this generation of emerging leaders. I look forward to more. Thank you so much, Mr. Smooth. Uh, I appreciate your words. And again, uh, I want to continue to keep putting out uh, good content and I want to keep being able to, uh, to to honor and thank my listeners. Uh, you all make this happen. I really appreciate you. Um, so listen, if, if you're uh, listening to me if you want to uh, write a review write a review and also if you want to send me some fresh content some things that i may not have covered thus far uh, but you may want to hear i encourage you send it to me uh email it to me send it uh, go on my website isaacwatsonministries.com and you can actually um write a uh, a note to me you can send me an email and i'll be glad to you know if i can cover your topic I'll, I'll be i'll be more than happy to try to cover the topic if it can help you if you can benefit from it all right listen today's topic is something it is a a serious topic it's something that uh i've seen many people go through uh, I've gone through it to uh, I've gone through it uh, to a degree uh, in my life. And I believe that this is something that if you pay attention uh, to what uh, to what I'm saying, uh, it can help you get through this. Now, the topic today that I'm going to cover is my leader dropped me. What now? My leader dropped me. What now? So what we're going to talk about is navigating through relational trauma. Sometimes I've seen it uh, and I'm talking about within the church. Now, it doesn't have to be restricted to the church. Um, it can happen in business. It can happen in family. It can happen in so many different areas. But I've seen it happen so much within the church and within the church community where a leader, a pastor, a mentor, someone that may be looked to as a spiritual mother or father, um, they drop the people um, that they may be leading. And uh, for those of you that may not necessarily be familiar with the terminology um, where someone says that they've been dropped by this person or someone dropped me, um, really all that's saying is that they've been abandoned. They were abandoned. Uh, it was something that happened where there was just a sudden disassociation, no conversation in many cases, just a complete cutoff. Uh, uh, it can represent um, being being dropped, can represent being mishandled and then being let go. Um, so it almost it, it gives the impression of someone's holding you, someone uh, almost like a baby. Uh, uh, someone's holding you. Someone is given the responsibility to carry you. And then all of a sudden they drop you. And not only do they drop you, they leave you there. And I've seen so much trauma uh, come from those types of situations. I've seen so much bitterness and just pure hatred uh, come from those types of situations. Disappointment uh, come from those types of situations. I've seen people walk away, just not from the church, but I've seen people, I've witnessed people walk away from God because of the disappointment of a leader um, dropping them, uh, the disappointment of a leader um, abandoning them and leaving them. And oftentimes things like this happens 
uh, when uh, when an individual may put trust in someone, they may put their hope in someone. Um, they put their security in someone and then that trust, that security is somehow betrayed or something happens. And in, in some cases, there's a conversation. In some cases, there is no conversation whatsoever. It's just a complete cutoff. You know, the uh, the person may uh, stop communicating with them. They may uh, now the leader, the leader may stop communicating with them. They may uh, stop answering uh, maybe their calls or uh, or if it's in a, a setting where they have to see the individual, they may start avoiding them or ignoring them them and in many cases if someone is legitimately dropped because some people say that they were dropped and they really were not they just may have been uh i don't know rebellious or uh um they may have uh, been dishonorable disrespectful uh whatever the case may be but uh and and in those uh instances maybe it was not best for that relationship to be um but in in genuine situations and dynamics when an individual uh, maybe drop a lot of times there's just a sudden disassociation and oftentimes a person uh, who may have been led the person uh, um, uh, uh, the, the student the son the daughter they may not know what the heck is going on all they know is how they feel uh, regarding that situation now what I want to talk about through this podcast uh, episode I want to talk about uh, maybe some of the reasons why something like that may happen um, because everyone every leader that 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 um, that may drop someone that they're leading uh, doesn't mean that they're a bad person they just may have some things uh, in their life that they may need to work through uh, or uh, there may have been some miscommunication. I mean, there's a lot of things that can explain it. So not all of them, uh, uh, these types of leaders or these leaders that do these types of things are bad leaders. So maybe one of the reasons why there may have been a situation where someone may have gotten dropped is maybe because of the expectations. Maybe there were no clear expectations in that relationship. I've seen it to where um, maybe there were mislabelings. Uh, within relationships where you made someone something that they probably were not intended to be. Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes that happens. Maybe maybe you have put a lot of confidence in someone where you may have made them, uh, let's say, a spiritual father or a spiritual mother. And again, I talked about spiritual fathers and spiritual parenting uh, uh, before. You can go back. I have about maybe three or four episodes, really, uh, where, I, where I dealt with that. So if you're not familiar with this terminology, you can go back and listen to that. Uh, but maybe you made them a spiritual father or a spiritual mother and uh, and they were supposed to remain a mentor or maybe they were supposed to remain uh, a friend or maybe just someone that you admired uh, from afar. Um, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, something happened where there were expectations that were laid out, but the leader did not keep their end of the expectations. And um, and, uh, you know, the Bible says hope defer makes the heart sick. But when the desire comes, it's like a tree of life. And sometimes I've seen people that have become heart heartbroken and they become heart sick. Um, their hearts have become sick uh, because of a hope or an expectation that they've put uh, in someone and uh, that it was not reciprocated or it may have been reciprocated for a short amount of time. And then all of a sudden 
they just stopped on their end. Now, I, I know some of you all are listening to me here today. And uh, for some of you, this is bearing witness with you. Some of you, this is bringing up memories and it may not necessarily be good memories. And and some of you, maybe you may not have healed over this process. And and uh, and uh, you may be experiencing some of the pain that might have come from this. But one thing that you have to understand is that if you were legitimately dropped, and uh, again, because there are people who say they have been, but they really were not. Uh, so if you were legitimately dropped, there are just some things that you have to have a resolve about just within yourself about why this may have happened. And sometimes you just may not get answers. You just may not get answers from it. But one of the things that you have to look at are possible reasons why this could have happened. I've seen leaders that may have dropped individuals because maybe they themselves were insecure. Maybe they did not feel as if they had the capacity uh, to lead you, or maybe they were intimidated in certain areas of their life. Maybe they dealt with um, uh, certain issues within themselves. Maybe they have father wounds, mother wounds, and they've never been properly led. Um, so under, under, under pressure or at the first sight, uh, or sign that something uh, is not going right in the relationship, instead of working through it, they may have a tendency to run from certain things or not want to face certain things about a relationship or even face certain things about themselves. I know this is real. This is raw. And um, and uh, quite honestly, these types of things have to be discussed. They have to be talked about within the church. Maybe uh, there were bad motives that were involved. And what I mean by bad motives is, is sometimes leaders will uh, adopt individuals to lead because maybe they see the potential in them to the degree to where they feel like they may be able to benefit from them. And that benefit can be based upon their gifting, their gift level, their uh, um, um, the weight, may, maybe their preaching, their administration, or maybe it may not even even it may not even deal with public ministry. It may simply deal with the attention that they may get from an individual and they are fueled off of that uh, um, uh, attention. Maybe I've seen people build relationships, leaders build relationships with people in order to get back at other leaders and in order to appear appear a certain way or to project a certain image and and to be quite honest not everyone's motives are right and you have to have a resolve within yourself that if that's the case you have to leave that at that maybe sometimes uh, they uh, leaders may exit a relationship and it may be legitimate reasons but the way that they exited the rela the, the relationship may have been wrong so maybe there were legitimate reasons but the way that they did it, the way that they exited the relationship was wrong. It could have been that maybe they uh, felt as if they were experiencing dishonor or or a lack of honor. And again, I dealt with honor in a, in a previous episode. I encourage you to go and listen to it. I dealt with it a couple of times. Uh, but maybe there may be a, a, a lack of honor within the relationship. Maybe. How about this? Maybe the definitions of honor are different. Uh, between the student and the leader, maybe maybe the student may have thought they may have uh, th they were being honorable, but um, but by the teacher, the leader, the spiritual parent, quote unquote, their perspective, maybe it was not honor. Maybe they were being dishonorable and did not know that they were being dishonorable. 
Um, another reason that th these types of things may happen. Maybe they may feel as if there's a lack of loyalty on your end. Um, and and they feel as if the best thing to do is to, is, is, is to let you go or leave you alone until you are able to choose a loyalty, a, a definitive loyalty, uh, honestly, probably with them. And uh, and honestly, some of these dynamics can be extremely unhealthy. Uh, some of the ways that we look at some of these things are unhealthy. I do believe that in relationships, there does need to be a sense of loyalty within that relationship. Um, but I think loyalty needs to be defined because I also believe that there is a type of loyalty that can be looked at as toxic. Um, a loyalty that I would call lethal loyalty, where you're where where you become loyal um, to a person, even to your own destruction. And uh, and I believe that even something like that, a loyalty, whether it's a healthy sense of loyalty that they feel like may be lacking or a, a lethal type of loyalty um, that they feel like they deserve. And it may merit them to want to, to not be associated with you. And you have to have a resolve within yourself that these things, you know, I, I honestly, I don't know how 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 common they are, but I do know that they happen. These things do happen. And uh, and in many cases, you have to have a resolve that it may not be on you. It may just be on them. And uh, so let me give you another reason why sometimes leaders may drop uh, people that they lead. Um, maybe because they don't uh, they don't like uh, other relationships that you may have. They don't like other relationships that you have. They don't agree with other relationships that you may have. Um, and uh, they don't agree with your decisions that you make uh, regarding who you're going to relate to. Maybe they may have uh, certain vendettas or certain uh, um, uh, uh, schisms, uh, strong tension with with either people whether they're friends or whether they're other leaders that you may associate with and uh, they pretty much throw the baby out <laughs> with the bathwater. and uh, to be quite honest it's it's very disheartening I've seen so many people become wounded and hurt through this honestly um, there was a season in my life where I had to grow over these types of situations um, that have that have that have happened uh, to me um, actually probably more than once and uh, and there there are steps. There are things that you can do to make sure that your heart is pure. There are things that you can do to make sure um, that your that 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 your motives remain pure. There are things you can do to make sure that you do not have hatred in your heart and bitterness in your heart um, concerning uh, these leaders that may have done certain uh, that may have dropped you. And to be quite honest, uh, it can be a process, but it's a process that you can work out. I sound like I'm a whole therapist up here, but uh, I do believe that these types of conversations need to be discussed. So listen. My leader dropped me. What now? So now that we know that these types of things happen, now that we know, and I didn't cover all of the reasons why these types of things happen, but they do happen. And now that we know that they happen, we know how they affect people. Some people become depressed. Some people, bec some people become suicidal. Some people lose their drive for God. They lose their drive um, um, for, their, for their own self-success. 
uh, and uh, they begin to think that maybe something's wrong with them. Maybe maybe they're not. Um, may, maybe they don't have a certain level of worth. People go through all types of mental battles and and uh, uh, spiritual battles uh, because of these types of things. So now that we know that, what do we do? How do we move forward? How do we move on? I'm going to give you a few things um, that you have to do. You have to do in order to ensure your mental sanity, in order to ensure your spiritual health. There there are just certain things that you have to do. Number one, you have to resolve the identity crisis within yourself. Take a deep breath, let it out. You have to resolve the identity crisis within yourself. One of the reasons why people become so uh, um, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, wounded due to these types of situations is because oftentimes they put more confidence in that person, in that leader than they have in God. And you may say, no, I don't. But the fact of the matter is that you may have you have you may have seen this person as a father or as a mother, as a mentor. You may have seen them this way. And you've not fully resolved your identity as a son of God. That's important. You have to be able, you have to begin to resolve the identity crisis within yourself. The identity crisis um, uh, uh, that says that you are a son of someone else, whether it's a natural parent, a spiritual parent, before you're a son of God. And you have to make, you have to become and understand that you are a son of God before you are a son of anyone else. This can take a total transformation process, a transformative process where you're unlearning certain things, even certain things that you've been taught about how these types of relationships should look. You have to unlearn certain things and you have to begin to see yourself as a son of God. One thing I, um, uh, uh, one thing that I, uh, I actually taught is if you allow God to rule Over your heart as father, your actions will follow as sons. We have to learn how to see God as a father. And one of the things as seeing God as a father, um, we begin to embrace our identity as sons of God. So, again, that first thing that we have to do is resolve the identity crisis. The second thing that we have to learn not to do is uh, we can't attack the individuals. Do not attack them what we have to do is find healthy outlets to talk about it you have to find a healthy outlet to talk about what happened it was traumatizing find a healthy outlet find some people um that you can talk to uh other advisors counselors sometimes you may even need uh deliverance i believe in the casting out of demons You may need deliverance. It may have affected you to the degree to where now you've opened doors for uh, for demonic uh, influences in your life um, um, due to your rejection, due to your abandonment, due to your depression, due to your suicidal thought, whatever it may be due to the anger. You may have opened up doors. You may need some deliverance um, and or you may need to see a therapist. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If you face any trauma and if deliverance doesn't work, uh, uh, if if talking it through doesn't work, if 
if God affirming you or trying to affirm you doesn't work, then sometimes you may need to talk to you need to go sit on someone's couch. And and, and and honestly, that's not a bad thing. But one thing that you need not to do is attack them. Don't attack them to other people. Don't attack them to yourself. Find healthy outlets to talk about what happened. The third thing that I'm going to say, and it's closely re related to the second thing. The second one is don't attack them. The third thing I'll say is don't gossip about them. Find space to pray for them. Can I say that again? Because sometimes we don't feel like we have to pray for the people that wrong us. When clearly Jesus said to pray for those that wrongfully misuse you. Pray for your enemies. Do good to those um, that despise you. So, so you have to find space within yourself to pray for them. This is why that's important. Prayer just may not only change them. It may not only change their heart. And I'm not even because sometimes the end result will not be reconciliation. And you have to have a resolve about that. But uh, but prayer not only changes them. Prayer also changes you. When you pray for them, what it does for you is it, it changes your heart towards them. Where once you were uh, and this is why. Because by praying for them, you allow God's space to show you who they are according to who he has called them to be. You pray for their well-being. You pray for their prosperity. You pray for the health of their relationships. If they are a senior leader, you pray for the for the uh, for the, for the growth and health of their ministry. You pray for them. You pray for their physical health. You pray for their mental health. You pray for their relationships. You pray for them. When you do that, what you're doing is you're laying aside how you feel, even even how you feel about what you you've been through with them and you allow God to you allow God room to change your heart to 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 uh, to weed out all of the toxicities that you may have had in your own heart. All right. Now, the last one that I well, not the last one. Let me let me give you two more. Another thing that you have to do is uh, when you're when you're when you're trying to get over this. One thing that you have to do. Fourth thing is you have to accept the apology you may never get. That's very important. Sometimes we feel like uh, we're owed an apology, um, but the fact of the matter is that you may never get that apology. Why? Because you cannot control people. Only people control people. People control themselves. You are only responsible to making sure that you are healthy on your end. You have to be responsible for you, your well-being. Again, praying for them. If you if they never call you or if they never see you or whatever the case may be. And if you never get an apology, you have to be OK with that. And you have to be OK with the fact that you're getting better and you're growing over it. All right. Now, the last thing that I say that is imperative for you to do is reset. R-E-S-E-T. You got to reset. Now, what I mean by that, by resetting, I'm saying that you have to keep an open heart. This is why um, I ad I adopted a principle that I that I learned from Craig Groeschel. I actually follow his podcast. He's a great leader uh, and he has a leadership podcast. And one of the things that I heard him say is trust is given. Mistrust is earned. Let me say that again, y'all. And I'm going a little over my time, but trust is given. Mistrust is earned. Sometimes we've adopted a mentality. And we've adopted um, a, a logic, 
a principle that says you have to earn my trust. But the fact of the matter is when you make everyone earn your trust, you're living your life guarded. You're living your life guarded and you're giving people a hard time um, getting in. And that doesn't do them harm. That does you more harm than it does them harm. Um, it's the Bible says to guard your heart for out of it flows. That 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 doesn't mean set a gate around it. It means literally to tend to the matters of your own heart. Tend to the matters of your heart like you would a garden, like you would a vineyard where there are parasites, where there are bugs that's trying to eat up at what has been growing in you healthily. Now they're trying to eat at it. You have to you have to tend through it in order to get out the toxicity, get out the parasites, get out uh, the insects, get out the birds that try to eat uh, at your harvest. You have to you have to begin to tend to your heart, guard your heart, not because of what people can do to you, but guard your heart because of what you have the capacity to release from it. So I believe that you have to begin to reset. And, and, and my personal theory, again, is trust is given, mistrust is earned. Leave room for new and better relationships in your life. And uh, by resetting, what I'm saying is that um, don't go into new relationships with accusations from the previous ones. Don't go into new relationships saying this person is just like that person when they have not shown you any signs, any proof or anything like that, that um, that the relationship will go the same way. Go into it open hearted. I will. I will. I feel like I'm preaching, but I will close with this. Jesus knew Judas would betray him the entire time, but he still laid hands on him. He still filled him with the Holy Spirit. He trusted him with the money bag, knowing that he was stealing from it. He, he broke bread with him the same way that he did the other 11. He didn't treat him any other way, even though he knew um, that that would happen. Many times things happen uh, and they happen, although uh, unfortunately, um, they happen with purpose. And we can either learn from the things that happen in our life. And become better or we can we can allow those things to eat at us and we become the very things that we despise. So listen again. I want to go through these points. You have to resolve the identity crisis. You have to learn not to attack them, but find healthy outlets. You have to learn not to gossip about them, but pray for them. You have to accept the apology you'll never get. And you have to reset. You have to reset and go into new relationships with an open mind and an open heart. All right. I hope this blessed you. Uh, listen, uh, thank you for tuning in to Church Talk with Isaac. I hope this helped somebody. I hope this, I, I, I really do. And again, these are things, honestly, in, in a season in my life that I've had to, to weave through. I've had to learn over time. I've had to help people walk me through um, um, uh, many of these uh processes and i've had to allow the holy spirit to reveal to me the right way of going about relationships so that my heart uh, remains clean and so so i want to let you know that uh uh that that you you don't have to live your life in bitterness and anger and disappointment god can heal you god can god can bring you out and even if this was not for you this is for somebody forward this to someone let someone text this episode to someone let someone that you know need to hear this get to this so that they can begin their process of healing all right listen i love you all i hope y'all have a great day have a great week and i'll talk to you soon thank you for listening to church talk with isaac 
If you enjoy our content and benefit from this podcast, do me a favor and subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends, family, and colleagues. I'm also on all social media platforms and would love to connect with you. You can also partner with us by visiting IsaacWatsonMinistries.com and clicking donate. Your partnership helps us to get the message of Jesus through Isaac Watson Ministries to the world. Talk to you soon.